0: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Eric. I may dress like a toad, but I'm actually Prince Charming.
1: Hey, guys, this is Joe. If you keep going over the past, you're going to end up with a thousand pasts, no future. Su Alteza. Sorpresa. Yo quiero escribir sobre la causa de Morales. ¿Y qué sabes escribir novelas, vos? De verdad, nunca más hablamos de eso. ¿Por qué nunca más hablamos de eso?
0: Sí. De a saber lo que es la justicia, hijo de puta! Mi vida entera fue mirar para
1: adelante. Atrás no es mi jurisdicción. Me declaro incompetente.
0: listening to worth a late fee the podcast where two former video rental clerks watch movies that they may have recommended at one time to see if they still think that the film would be worth keeping an extra day or two to watch again even if it meant paying a late fee what's up joe what's new
1: not the much how have you been
0: i've been good i've been good um i know i we talked about a little bit last week but i've been watching a ton of baseball and playing mlb the show like crazy there you go yep um yeah, the only... So, they go at MLB The Show. Well, it's baseball games in general. There's nothing... There's no other sports game that I can think of that's like this, but it's so funny. Like, certain players' swings I just don't do well with in that game, even if they're, like, the greatest player. Like, well, not that this guy's the greatest player, but, like, Alex Verdugo for the Red Sox. <clears throat> I really like him. I'm big fan. I So, I started this franchise, and I'm, like, probably... F- 20 games in and I'm just like, I'm sorry, Verdugo, I'm trading you. I can't I trade and I had turned off like I turned on trade, so any trade that I made the computer just takes. So I traded them for like a comparable player that has a better, a better swing or a swing that works better for me. So yeah.
1: Have you been um watching um the Red Sox all I think they just, their, oh, I've been they, watching. they just got their win today, right?
0: They okay. did. They they almost blew it. Yeah. But they yeah, I was I had a uh I turned it on and they were up nine to two and then i like did a couple things and i came back and it was like nine to six with the bases loaded and i'm like what the hell and they, but they ended up they ended up pulling it off but yeah. yeah watching a ton of baseball that's probably what i've been watching the most i also re-watched uh four brothers the other day because my dog iggy was flipping out because of thunder so i was like hanging out with him and i just put it on tv put on the tv to make noise and put on the first movie that I saw. Um, so I rewatched that. Um,
1: it's funny you brought that up, because actually, Palace watched a trail of that the other day for the first time. She's like, this one looks really good. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I like Four Brothers. Yeah, I mean.
0: I do too. I, it's definitely different than I, like, I'll be honest, it's not as good as I, because I saw that movie, I was like 19 or something when that came out, or 18. So it was like prime. It was aimed at me. You know what I mean? It wasn't as good as I remembered, but there are still good things about it funny parts and everything like that so yeah that was fun and then also more of the same snowfall the wonder years so yeah
1: you uh you're excited for i, know we're, I don't want to talk too much about sports but you're excited for the uh celtics players you gonna watch any of it at all
0: i've actually been watching a lot of celtics too like oh good yeah cool a lot for me like i still have no this this team still like Strangers to me because I I haven't watched them for a while, but yeah, they're they're fun to watch, and I've been enjoying it, and and I, I've been enjoying just being a casual fan. So yeah, yeah, I'll watch. I'm not gonna like watch every game and everything, but yeah, I'll watch it. Cool, yeah. What about you? Anything good?
1: I uh I saw Ambulance in theaters, <laughs> so with uh, Paul, my brother, that was pretty good actually. Like I had I had a fun time with that film. And it's as of right now Michael Bay's highest rated film he's done review wise. <laughs> Really? And, uh, yeah, and I didn't know this either going into it. I, I, until Chris Roll at the end, Chris Fedek is a screenwriter for that movie who co created Chuck, which I've been talking about for a little while here. So that was a little surprise seeing him as a screenwriter, but yeah, I liked I t- it.
0: I talked last week about The Guilty, right?
1: Oh, I can't remember That's... now, Eric, actually. You know what? In case you okay. haven't, I, I'll, I be, I'll,
0: be, I'll be real quick. So I watched The Guilty on Netflix, um, last week or the week before. If you want Jake John Hall is like very good oh it. yes, okay, yeah. But if you want to get super depressed, watch the guilty. It is the most just crushing movie ever. But sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no, no said, I was gonna say that's, I do you did bring that blessing because I remember you brought okay. Jake John Hall and that was I remember you think like, that was a selling point where it's like going to it and not in a sad mood, <laughs> go into it while you're already happy, yeah. so you don't get more discouraged. <laughs>
0: yes, it's bad. I mean it's good, like he's good, but it the depression is real.
1: Yeah. He was, I mean, he was he's one of those actors where he, he can play any role. Like he can play the creep really well. You can play you know, the guy you got your for really well. He's super talented, Jake Sheldon. He was
0: on S N L uh this past weekend, I think it yeah. was. He was great too.
1: He was. It's he gave funny. really cool, he really a really cool out uh, of this uh talk on uh method actors. You see do you see that? His uh I don't know. T- so the whole thing right now with like on SNL? I don't know if it was on SNL. I just happened to read about it. I don't, it came out, I read about the article after SNL okay. came out. So I'm not sure if it was tied together, but the whole like debate right now with like people, with their thoughts are on method actors. We've had Madison McPherson come out and talk about it, um Samuel L. Jackson. But yeah, it's funny how these, this is one time praise, which I never really liked the idea of method acting to begin with, but it was like really, it was praise at one point. But now everyone's like, okay, like, bunch of bullshit like just a way for people to act like assholes on set for the yeah most part.
0: yeah you have to be that's something where if you do that you better turn in like you better win an academy award <laughs> right. you know like, what i mean because
1: jared little recently the news came out of him with uh um morbius i guess he was like in character so he had crutches so every time he had to go to the bathroom he would take like 45 minutes to get to the bathroom and back on crutches and was like okay like this is ridiculous at this point <laughs>
0: Yeah, he seems like an unusually normal dude um, for like considering how famous he is. Like, obviously, he's a good looking dude. He, like, yeah. So it's refreshing when someone's like that successful and that famous and has kind of every reason to be full of themselves. And yeah. they're not.
1: Jake Channel is super cool and all the others. So, but I saw I watched Ambulance, I liked it. And I've been going through the Fantastic Beast movies with Powell because we're seeing a new one tomorrow night so the harry potter prequels i'm not sure if you've seen any of those but they're good i mean they're fun that's the first one's really good second one kind of took a dip in quality and the third one now is i guess better than the second review wise so far or reviews but i'm excited for it i love the harry potter universe so yes. yeah and then obviously the oc we're still watching that going through that nice. so it's been good
0: and pow hasn't killed you yet that's good no she's
1: actually she actually likes it so far and it's funny because like i love the oc as you know but I can see people going into it now in 2022, having some like the arcs being a little outdated. So it's funny seeing like a first set of eyes watching it and still liking it. Thank Because some of the lines are kind of like, okay, what the hell is going on? Like, this is a little, this is a little out there for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> Anything else? Anything else good?
1: That's nope. That's pretty much, pretty much been pretty much been it.
0: All right. Well I'll let Joe get into what we're watching or what we're talking about and why he picked it. But um real quick i'm drinking a completely unrelated beer but it's delicious it's called pneumatic tube ipa from chicago's hop butcher uh or, or it's chicago it's a brewery in chicago called hop butcher for the world i picked it up at rma i was like because rma was like oh this brewery's new to us and i was like oh i'll give it a shot so i picked up a couple and what this is one of them it's delicious so but joe uh tell everyone Yeah, they, i mean they may not have recognized our quotes they heard the trailer but what are, we, what are we talking about, and why did you pick it?
1: We're going to be uh, talking about The Secret in Their Eyes, the 2009 film from Argentina. Um, and this is one of those movies where we, since we've changed the format of when we can review movies, this is one that I've, one of my favorite movies of all time, first of all. Um, so I, I was kind of waiting for a reason to get into this without having to use my birthday pick for it. So we're getting closer to our, 100th episode i kind of want to get this one out there before we get to 100 episodes so i want to talk about this and i know eric's seen the remakes so I, want to, I definitely want to be interested in his thoughts on the uh the original here but yeah so i saw this movie one of close when it first came out because of uh the distributor was Sony classic pictures and i'm a big fan of what they put out movie wise that was the american distributor they've had different distributors in different countries but for america we have Sony classics put it out And I watched it not really being familiar with all of the Oscar hype going into it, Um, but I liked it a lot. I ended up buying it on Blu-ray pretty quickly after. And it's a movie you don't feel like when it comes to recommending it, I don't feel ever worried about it because I think people are going to like it, but it's one that you can't, like I wouldn't imagine a lot of people wanting to view this a lot of times, but I've watched it like, close part of 10 times with all the friends I've recommended it to and I still don't get sick of it which is kind of a weird film to see over and over again but I love it and yeah I'm, I'm excited to see what you think about it Eric after
0: well one thing I would say from what you just said is I definitely wouldn't recommend this not because of of quality or anything like that but it's just it's it's a foreign film so that Right, really, yeah, you, have to
1: know the, you have to know the audience yeah, for sure Yeah
0: that eliminates a bunch of people that would want to watch it And then Like for example with my wife My wife will watch foreign films and likes foreign films mm-hmm. But like there's certain Stuff in this that's tough For certain for some people And you have to be in the right mood Too like even But yeah I, I get what you're saying It's definitely saying.
1: like when it comes to like recommending it It's for people who love movies it's It's top tier storytelling So, like, if you can go, if you can sit here for two hours reading a movie and getting invested in these characters, you're going to like it. But like you said, if you have, it's a tough watch. It's a a tough um, plot line to, you know, to watch a lot for sure with the whole crime that's been happening in the movie. Um, For those who don't know, I'm really, I'm not really, I mean, I ain't right down anywhere on here, but it's about a rape case and a rape murder, murder, right? So, it's definitely a hard film to like you said, maybe recommend to any single person, but people who want to watch a good movie and have two hours to put aside, I think it's definitely worth it.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it it is about... It is about a a rape and murder, um, but one thing is, like, for example, we talked about recently Mystic River, or I love revenge movies, and I can deal with, you know, a brutal murder and and You know, say like the fugitive or whatever has got but this one has a particularly graphic rape scene and that's almost worth mentioning to someone. I I was talking to my wife about rewatching it and um she said that she was kind of interested in watching it and then I told her that. But the one good thing is if you're going to watch it, especially if you can watch it with someone who's seen it, you can almost kinda like look away from the TV because the the really, really bad scene happens within what, like the first five or 10 minutes of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you can watch it with someone who's seen it if, or kind of just look away and you get what's happening. And then after that, I mean, there's like, they find something, they find the person, but, and that's, but that's not as bad. It's really just the first.
1: For sure. It's the first like, yeah. so five minutes that you'd like kind of be prepared for. Yeah. Um, as someone who's seen the remake, which I have not yet. The, is this, is this the same plot in the remake as well?
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah, it's there are differences. Like, there, the 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 final ending is different. It's also not. Um, so Joe already said it's a rape murder, and one of the people that's trying to get that's eager to get the rape murder solved in this version, and this makes sense, is the husband of the woman who's raped and murdered. In the in the remake. <clears throat> it's the mother of the girl who was raped and murdered. Um, so there are, there are little tweaks, but then there are some things that are exactly the same. Um, so, yeah. And that, and that's kind of my memory of the film is um, seeing the remake, telling Joe about it and Joe lying in my face and saying that he saw the remake and it doesn't hold a candle to the original And then I didn't find out that he hadn't even seen the remake. No, I I mean I
1: I was that asshole who like jumped to conclusions and like made my mind (laughs) beforehand that was a shitty movie because it's you know a remake. But I definitely like doing a little more research now. People do like the remake, so I won't jump to conclusions. I won't be I won't be I I won't pull a Ryan and make my mind before (laughs) seeing it. I'll watch it and make up you know form an opinion after. But no, people like it. I I didn't realize like you know it kind of fell off the radar pretty quickly. But yeah, some people like it.
0: Yeah, I would. I would be interested, in, and this is like an impossible experiment, but I wish there was a way to release the remake as 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 its own film. I mean, obviously you couldn't because it's got the same storyline pretty much, except it's in America. But like for someone like me who saw the remake without seeing this one, I would have a different view of it than someone who'd seen this, loved this, and then it's like me with like. This is not at all the same thing, but like I'll never see the the stupid new Point Break movie yeah. because they like took the title and they changed it a decent amount and whatever. And I'm like I'm not seeing that. I like the original Point Break. I'm done. So I get it, yeah. but yeah. Do you have any stats as far as how this one did uh, financially?
1: I do, so The Secret in Their Eyes, or El secreto de Sus ojos, was released on August 13th, 2009, and had a budget of $2 million, making $34 million in the box office. It was written by Eduardo Sacheri and Juan Jose Campanella, who also directed the movie. Eduardo wrote a novel, which became the basis for the film we're discussing today. He also co-wrote On the Dogs with Campanella, which is an animated kids' film. Um, and a few, he's more of like a, looks like a novelist versus what he's on for film. So then more books than anything else. Um, and one directed this, like I said, along with Son of the Bride, which is another Oscar nominated film of his. Um, didn't win, but Underdogs, Same Love, Same Rain, and more along with some TV shows, like actually a lot of American TV shows, like House MD, 30 Rock, and the very underrated Hall to Catch Fire. So he's really dabbled in both American cinema Foreign, you know, from Argentina and so forth. So he's really, same with um, which we'll get to in a little bit, The Composer. So it's pretty cool.
0: Nice, nice. So critically, this one is about as high as, as one of the higher movies that we've talked about. It's an 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb and 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's also on the like 250 best movies. Of, I think it's on IMDb. I can't remember which one, but
1: yeah, I know uh, BBC <laughs> has as 91 on their uh, greatest films of the uh, 21st century.
0: Right. So uh, it was awarded the best foreign language film at the 82nd Academy Awards. Four stars from Ebert. His review was tough to find. Like, usually I can find a cool line um, that I want to quote, like a decent length one, but this one, um, while he was praising the movie the whole time, there wasn't like a really a good snippet, except for I took the, the the shortest line. This is a real movie, the kind they literally don't make very much anymore. So Ebert, yeah. big fan. Awesome, yeah. Um, it was released in April of 2010 in the US. Um, so that's what I took for mo- like other movies going on and headlines. So other movies that came out in April of 2010 in the US, Clash of the Titans, Soul Kitchen, uh, Why Did I Get Married? To, or why, yeah, Why Did I Get Married? Date Night, Death at a Funeral, Kick-Ass, uh, Oceans, The Backup Plan, The Losers, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. And then outside of film, Kobe Bryant signs a three-year deal with, uh, with the Lakers worth $87 million. And then Sam Bradford was taken first overall by the St. Louis Rams. There wasn't a lot of non-sports related news that wasn't depressing. So focus on those.
1: I'm curious, it came out in, in and you said America's. I, I only took the Spanish release, I believe. You said it was yep. um, April.
0: April of 2010, yep. Um w- uh oh yeah, the back of the DVD, DVD summary. Do you have that? You kind of already had told but
1: Yeah, I, I kind of give it a little piece of it, but um Hoping to put rest years of unease concerning a past case, retired criminal investigator Benjamin Esposito begins writing a novel based on the decades-old unsolved mystery of a newlyweds rape and murder. With help of a former colleague, Judge Irene Menendez Hastings, Benjamin attempts to make sense of the past. The journey through his memories sets Benjamin on a thrilling emotional path that leads to a shocking realization.
0: Nice, nice. All right, so some of the major cast members and directors and what they were doing going into this. So since this cast is most, if not all um, pretty much exclusively active in foreign film, I'm not going to lie. I'm not very familiar with that. Yeah, so. uh, this is
1: going to be tough. So don't, don't go crazy with this.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what I did was I went through their filmography and I tried to pick out some of their work that they were nominated and or won awards for. So Richard and, and oh, Side note, if I'm mispronouncing any of these names, give me a break. <laughs>
1: I'm from Massachusetts.
0: I'm not cool. I don't speak Spanish. I wish I did. I'm trying to learn, but it's tough. So anyway, Richard Doreen uh, plays Benjamin Esposito. And he's been acting for a long time. He made his debut in 1969's La Copa. Then he kind of was not active for 10 years, but then he gets back at it full time starting at 79. In 99 he was in same he was in same love same love, same reign. in 2000 he was in nine Queens and these are all movies. in 2001 he was in Son of the Bride. in 2002 he was in Kamchatka. I'd like to have Pow tell me how I should say that. Um, in 04 he was in moon of Avellaneda. in 05 he was in the aura and all of those he won or was nominated for a Silver Condor award uh, and then more more that he was nominated for. Uh, la Sanal, Secrets in Their Eyes, obviously, uh, El baile de la Victoria, The Dance of Victoria, Carancho, Chinese Takeaway, White Elephant, Wild Tales, Truman, The Summit. See, I got those ones. Yeah, uh, again, nominated for all those as well. And he actually rejected the opportunity to play a drug trafficker in Denzel Washington's uh, Man on Fire film because he disapproved of the way of Hollywood's negative stereotyping of Latin Americans so he was like no I'm not going to be another <clears throat> Latin American that comes over and plays a drug dealer so awesome
1: Good
0: yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah um, Soledad via Mill first of all one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my entire life this entire movie I kept like just looking at her face and being like oh my god she's and it's not like it's not like she's she's not She's not being super revealing, or it's not a, it's not like a, a trashy thing. She's just, she looks like a painting. Um, she was also a singer. She's best known for this, uh, Corazon Loco, Todos Tenemos Un Plan, Un Oso Rojo, Viver Mata, and that's pretty much it for, for acting. But again, also a singer. Uh, Javier Godinho, he plays Isidoro, the bad guy. He's in this, he's in Everybody Has a Plan, he's in Advantages of Traveling by Train, and he's in Into the Night. And then Pablo Rago, who's the angry husband. He's known for this, Vientos de Agua, Mosca, U. Smith El- and El Once, Botineras. And I, I actually think he was... Let me give my quick reviews of of all the people. I think Soledad was pretty good. I think that... Um, richard who plays benjamin esposito i i thought there were moments where i was like i i don't know he, he was good but i thought i expected more from him i thought pablo who plays the angry husband although he doesn't have a ton of stuff in it the whole film the whole title of the film seekers of their eyes he did the best like facial acting where you just see him thinking and, he, and he's talking about pablo his friend no, uh, no, oh. the, he plays, he plays the angry husband. He's, um,
1: Ricardo Morales. The, I think is Yeah. Name yeah is. Okay. Okay. Mor- yeah. yeah, Morales yeah
0: about yes. That. Yes. No, he play yeah, he plays Ricardo Morales. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So Yeah. I liked him the most. I think he, he doesn't have a good, lot yeah. of, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of screen time, but you watch him and you totally believe that he's obsessed with like, he's, he's totally dedicated to finding this guy and you know, doing yeah. whatever he ends up doing um did you write anything down for the more you know random facts
1: i did a few things and i actually you i was gonna tag along with what you just said about talking about pablo's uh his friend in the movie I who plays? i can't remember his own name now um
0: oh his friend the the guy the, the drunk the, yeah uh was that um i don't know which one was that mario allah what was his friend's name? Or Guillermo I Francella.
1: But he's, actually yeah, I he's actually a comedian, which is pretty yes. cool. And he actually had a 20-year mustache going into this movie. I saw that. The director made him shave it off. That's it. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need he. I, well, the budget was only $2 million, so he couldn't have been paid that well. <laughs>
1: right. But. Um, so, yeah. As of June 2010, this is the first Argentinian movie to reach the IMDb Top 250, like you mentioned earlier. Um I mentioned it was number 91 on BBC's 100 greatest films of the 21st century. It's also the first Argentinian movie released on Blu-ray, which is really cool. And then um Pablo Rego, who plays Ricardo Morales is the only Argentinian actor playing both Argentinian Oscar uh, winning movies, The Official Story and El Secreto de Sus Ojos.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I had pretty much the same thing. You uh, you already mentioned that it was the first ever argentini movie released on blu-ray it was also the first digitally captured movie to win the oscar for best foreign language film oh cool but i think yeah aren't pretty... are a whole lot
1: that i could find beginning yeah of, so
0: no i agree there wasn't a ton of ton of films uh, or a ton of facts for this one so stuff that's not like that wouldn't fly in today's environment so um obviously this movie is about a rape murder which is bad that but that's the crime that's kind of supposed to be bad like i said the the rape scene was a little much for me but a i don't know if things are different in other countries there's maybe they have or b there maybe they're just trying to shock you into like make you mad and whatever which which if that's what they're going for it worked
1: yeah thankfully like i don't want to think about like they didn't drag it on like it was right in the beginning of the movie like you know like that like they give you the worst part right at the beginning
0: right the the one thing that i thought was funny and this again could be a cultural thing it was also this was set in like when was this set like everything well, a typewriter so <laughs> yeah so i think i think the original crime was like in the 70s but then they're doing flashbacks from the late 90s so but um the funny not funny but it's a rape movie it's a murder movie but the way that um, they just talk to women in the office in the '70s, like even the main character, even Esposito, he just that guy hits on every woman that walks by him in the office. So that with that, what I was like, that's funny. That's you know, you that wouldn't. <laughs> yes, it's I not love, smooth. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, love, oh yeah, oh yeah, line, yeah.
1: It's so good.
0: <laughs> oh, to <laughs> like his call, co- yeah. Angel yeah.
1: pickup line, yeah.
0: Yeah, to every he uses the same line on every single woman. <laughs> Um, favorite scene. You want to go first. You want me to go first.
1: Oh, I like I right off the bat. Like since the first time I saw this movie, it's without doubt that football match. Man, that scene, the one shot is so good. The moment you see the aerial shot going into the crowd, you see it goes right into the, where we see um Ben and Pablo in, in the audience. Um, and then we see it. We follow them a little bit as we're looking for Gomez. The who they think at this point. They're still share who the killer is but they he's like the prime suspect right now so i see him at this match and the camera is still following them and then i love the shot when we see gomez in the focus right up and right up close and then we see ben and pablo still walking away but then we see ben look back in his eye and he sees gomez and from that foot on the chase throughout the stadium it's insane it's yeah, so well cam- done the camera
0: work was was very good in that it's, it's hard to explain without seeing it. But like, if you think of yourself at a stadium and if I were to run down a tunnel, they would have me like running towards the tunnel, but then they'd have a camera showing the opposite direction. So you can kind of see both me running towards you and what's running away from me. It's, it's hard to explain without seeing it, but it is,
1: but it's all one shot though. So, you know, it's all one take. And I feel like a lot of the budget went to this scene right here. (laughs) It's like I don't know how, like he actually ran onto the state, into the stadium.
0: One so, thing I missed with that is how did they figure out that they should be at that game
1: through all like the, passion I know they talk. went to a,
0: they went to a four games, but
1: yeah. Okay. So they, they talk about the bar the the passion, and he has all these different names of the players that okay. they've So okay. he's, so they know he's gonna be at that game. Well, cause he's a fan of that team, but okay, finding him, like, I like how it's like, they give you a hint that like, it's a Neil in a haystack. It's so it's gonna be possible to find him, but then right there, they they yep. find him. So it's obviously it's a, it's a miracle, but you have to kind of go into that, you know. Um, but I love that. I love that whole scene. It's my favorite scene in the movie. But I also love the subtle, like, the title is The Secret in Their Eyes. And a, a fun fact that I didn't touch upon is apparently the director didn't like how the American title wasn't there. Um, what, because sus means it can be either one, the f- female right. or male. Yep. Um, but I love how constantly they mentioned the movie a few times, The Eyes Speak. I love how the eyes say so much, specifically when it comes to Benjamin and Irene. I love how, when I sometimes, like even just like the pauses, like them looking into each other's eyes, it's just super powerful. I like, I just love it. It's little things like one that. This is super good.
0: One thing I will say about th- that, I I don't get how you, even with a relatively low budget, I thought was horrible. On this was. If you're gonna make a movie that focuses on a lot of slow, like kind of long-lasting close-ups of people's faces, get a good makeup person. Because I always say about whether it's movies or a girl at Walmart, as a man, if I notice your makeup, you've got too much makeup on. And there were so many scenes where, where with uh, with Benjamin with Esposito where i was like especially the ones where he was in when he was aged when he was like the older version where i was like i can see the makeup like on your face that's not good that's again i'm not super i don't pay attention to that i don't notice it so but but i yeah i agree that i agree that that's why i kind of liked um what's his name the the husband uh pablo rago who played ricardo morales, morales yeah yeah i liked him the most cuz i i think he did the best like painful eyes and like determined stoic look.
1: Yeah, like especially towards the (laughs) end, like he looks like he's tired. Like and that's again like even like characters like that, their eyes just say they speak volumes. And that's like it's almost like I wonder like it makes you think of this is the the time. This is like what you're gonna be I'm sure like, you know, it wasn't what the director wanted, but if he like talked to all these actors, kind of like set them up for that because this like I've never seen a movie where like I'm constantly looking at the character's eyes, you know, versus the rest of them, like what they're acting on the screen. Like their eyes was my was my focus most of the time.
0: Right. So my favorite scenes. I have two scenes that I want to talk about. I one scene that I thought was very powerful. I, I feel bad calling it my favorite scene, but um when he in the beginning of the film, when Esposito finds the body of the girl who was killed, who is uh Liliana Colotto, She, it's, he goes from like, obviously this woman's been, again, raped and murdered. So he comes across her body. She's naked. She's all beaten up and um, it's horrible. And then the camera pans over to him looking at all the pictures of her when she was like alive and happy and with her husband. I think like there's like a wedding picture or like, so it's just the, like the juxtaposition of this dead woman who's been raped and she's like i said she's she's it, she looks like she's been beaten up really bad because she has and then you see the pictures of her when she's alive and she's so happy i like that i mean i didn't you know what i mean no yeah it's no, a powerful didn't. scene
1: it's a really powerful scene
0: yeah. yeah and then um a scene that i have to mention because i was really liking it like i was i was liking it a lot and then they lost me is when they when they bring Isidoro, the bad guy, in for questioning, and Benjamin is doing his thing, and then Irene walks over to tell him something and she catches Isidoro staring down her shirt. Awesome. Have her pull Ben aside and say, You were right, it's him. I doubted you, you know what I mean? But you're right, it's him. And then work out a plan to get him to confess. I even like the part about her like emasculating him a little bit to get him to talk, because like the male ego is is a real thing. It is a it is a Sore spot if you if you play it right, but they just took it a little bit too far for me. And also Benjamin and random police officer. So without like, I mean, if you're listening this far, we've spoiled stuff. So she starts talking, talking shit to the bad guy to get him to do something, and she starts kind of like trying to emasculate him. And Benjamin and this random police officer are standing right nearby. This woman who's talking pretty serious shit to a murderer or someone that they think of is a rapist murderer and they're just standing there. So what does he do? He slugs her in the face because he's a horrible person, which they knew. So I was like, how did one of you not at least be in position to grab him or, or protect her or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I liked the beginning of that scene and then it, it kind of lost me. But I just
1: like how like the show how crazy is like, like that scene like once he whips, like he like like eric was saying it's gets a little intense where he actually reveals his private parts it
0: whips out his he whips out his peace because she because <laughs> right. she, she says she starts saying that like oh you know the the autopsy said that this woman was raped by a man with a a, a big dick i don't know i don't know how to say it <laughs> And and, and, like, and, and, <laughs> and you couldn't possibly you couldn't possibly you blah 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 so it's like, again, it's the male ego. She's trying to get him right. to say, like, oh, yeah, and so he whips out his whips And out his he's peaks. super
1: creepy. So, like, I believe it he's super creepy, and, like, it kind of carries, that creepiness carries on when he's in the elevator with them after. He's just like, I oh, love yeah. that scene, by the way. it was so good. The elevator sequence Well, I mentioned that, but, man, talk about, like, an intense scene.
0: But if I'm ever, like, if I was ever with someone, male or female, and they were, like, standing in front of someone that I was pretty sure was a murderer talking shit to their face like pretty serious stuff to their face i would be like all right i gotta be ready to like throw myself in between this or like jump on him if he's gonna especially if it's a you know a woman who's you know i don't know that but the scene was good up until that but then i got so mad at benjamin that i was like you know i was like you don't you don't deserve soledad i love the Uh, like
1: I love the whole, like, thing, like, falling right into that scene, too, with, um, I didn't write this down because it's just, like I said, pissed me off or anything else, but, like, the corruption within the office. So, like, moments later, they let this guy go because of re- dumb reasons, but the fact that it's that simple, it, like, it shows, like, how corrupt the behind-the-scenes stuff is. So, like, in Argentina, specifically, it's wicked bad, <laughs> from what I've heard, well, so it's like...
0: It is, yeah, it is, and I think that there's another, I think that people in Argentina would like this movie even more than you do because, I believe this also takes place during a particularly crooked part of Argentina's history. I don't know that for sure, but I read that. And so I think it's kind of like, it's kind of, there's another layer to it if you're familiar with Argentina, more familiar than we are. Yeah, which makes sense. So soundtrack, you're on. I got nothing to say because I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't
1: have a whole lot for this, but
0: I loved it. It was simple.
1: At the same time, impactful um, with what's happening on screen. Specifically, like I said before, involving the connection between Ben and Irene. They would have these, like, this little melody, po- piano melody pop up every time. like They're getting a little close or closer. Um, the score is composed by Federico Juicide, if I pronounced that right. Um, and he's been involved with films from all over the world and working with his dad, a lot of his scripts is really cool and early on his specifically his first like six films was with his dad so really cool some movies you might be familiar with that he's done are kidnap tally Barry access gods and Kings, and most recently life itself so he has a really good track record too mostly Spanish films but still nice. really good yeah really good piano
0: playing nice all right so if you could change one thing so I have two things that I want to talk about. First is the sexual tension between Irene and Benjamin. At the beginning, I totally got it. I was like, attraction kind of just happens. Sometimes no one says anything or acts on it or, you know, for whatever reason. But at a certain point, Irene is freaking engaged to another man and she's calling out Ben for not doing anything. She's like, she's pretty much saying, like, why are you being such a little bitch, dude? Like, uh, whatever. And he's like, you're engaged irene like what do you want me to do what about your fiance? and i don't know that that bothered me maybe it's just because i'm a married man or something but i was like what the fuck, man like so that that bothered me i i honestly their whole i liked the murder trying to solve the murder thing better than i liked the sub or maybe that's the main plot maybe the romance thing is the main plot So that's one. And then two, they set up this whole elaborate story like you said about how they can't catch Isidoro because he's kind of got connections. Okay, fine. But how did they figure out that he was someone that they should focus on to begin with? By flipping through a bunch of pictures where in each photo, he's like standing behind a group of people that are posing for a shot, staring at Liliana, the victim, like a psychopath. First of all, settle down, bro. Like, I mean, I know he turns out to be a rapist murderer, but like, I guess I can accept that someone that's that's crazy would do something kind of like that. But for the filmmakers, what about making it one photo and making the staring a little bit less obvious? Like just being like, like a photo where everyone is together and looking at the camera and then there's just this guy and he's not listed and you're like, hey, who's that? Or like it's a weird and weird signing in her yearbook from high school or something like that. It was just... They went so obvious. Like, if I had someone like that looking through my photos, where there was always this random dude staring at me in the background, I would, I would know to never let that guy into my apartment. So that, and I will say that they do the exact same thing in the remake, and it bothered me in the remake. So it's not not criticizing just this one. That it, it. I just think that that's.
1: See, I kind of, I kind of liked it. I thought it was creepy, and it's easy to miss. Especially like, I like how it's like you have to really be looking at those pictures to see it. But I like how. Right from the start, right from those pictures, you know. Obviously, they throw some like little, they try to throw off track a little bit, but for the most part, you know, this is the guy. Like they're not really like share coding anywhere else. Like you know pretty early on, like there's not gonna be some dumb twist, like that's not the killer. It's pretty much him. You right. know, but, pretty early on.
0: But but Joe, think of it this way. So Pow's like, oh Joe, let me show you some some uh pictures of me like when I was in high school or whatever. And she shows you like her at a barbecue her at like a no that's uh, what a, you're saying if it's like okay. there's like
1: 10 pictures and and every picture there's just yeah, no.
0: one dude now wait no wait because the thing that they said when they were trying to solve this is that she had to have known the killer because he let her into the the place mm-hmm. so if you're if you're her or your pal and you're like hey who's this weird dude who's staring at me in all my pictures and that guy knocks on your door <laughs> You don't let him in here. Like, no, you, you do Not let him but in. But they're
1: they're childhood friends, though. That's the thing. Like they're childhood friends. Yeah, so you know who like... you don't
0: be childhood friends with? The guy that's staring at you in every <laughs> no, picture. I, I like... know.
1: But like you know, they're childhood friends, though. it's not totally unbelievable that she would think like they'll like, give him the benefit of the doubt that he just might be really bad with pictures. I guess. But like they're like if they were just like just meeting like Your... a couple years later.
0: Your street smarts are I think, non-existent. I think,
1: the, I think the childhood friend thing kind of like could throw anyone off. Like if Joseph, I grew up together,
0: you're the guy that's like, oh, you <laughs> know what? Let's let's pick up the hitchhiker. He seems like a nice guy. No, no.
1: If I if, if I if I saw my childhood friends hitchhiking, I'd be like, okay, maybe I'll pick this person up.
0: <laughs> what if what if after your childhood you discovered that in every picture this that kid was staring at you in every picture you had? Like in every little league picture, it was like the roster, everyone's staring at the camera, and then you looked over and this kid's just like staring at you. I'd be like, that kid's never coming near me again.
1: <laughs> well, he's a crush on me. Maybe, maybe he's a little, little crush.
0: Well, then I'd be speak your feelings, man. <laughs> That's fine. But don't just stare at me. But anyway, if you could change one thing,
1: I don't, I kind of like the whole, um, Pablo. So Pablo as uh, Ben's like right-hand man, in this movie. And it's probably one of my, part of my favorite character. Um, I wish he's he's always getting drunk and he has obviously he missed that he just likes getting drunk and he likes feeling good feeling this way but we always see Ben bringing it back to his wife's house and I kind of wish we got a little more insight on you know obviously this happens quite a bit but she still keeps accepting him and taking him in I kind of want to see a little more of Pablo's backstory I know it's already two hours long so I don't know where they would fit it in but Pablo's such an interesting character to me and like he's so loyal but he also has so many flaws I wish he was I wish we saw more of Pablo whether it was on his own for a little bit just to see like you know Pablo's side of the story because he's I have he to, so I good. have to
0: double check Joe is his name Pablo
1: um Pablo Sandoval I believe in the movie oh I, you're right you're I don't right, know right. what his real name is though you're
0: right, you're right you're right Pablo Sandoval I remember seeing that somewhere because I was like oh Pablo Sandoval yeah I know was... that name
1: he was so good in that. Like, like I said, he was, he was my favorite part. I wish he had more Pablo story because he had a ton of flaws. Like once he's using these guys in the bar as like, I don't know, notary, like giving him, helping him figure out this mystery. And next, next thing we see him, he's fighting him in the scene because he's drunk. So it's like he's such a flawed character, but he was so, he was so good.
0: The actor's name is Guillermo Francella.
1: Okay, yeah, like or Francella. He was, he was great, and for a comedian coming to this role, like it was so good. Yeah, he was. Um, good. So yeah, I wish we got more of him. And like you said, I like the connection between Ben and Irene, but I wish, I think the murder I think the murder was a little more of the focus, but I wish they had a balance more between them because obviously the ending scene was Irene and Ben. So the fact that, like you said, she's engaged, I actually mentioned that um, I wish we at least saw the person she's engaged to so we don't, we aren't rooting for Ben right from the start because we are rooting for Ben. So we have no connection to this other guy. So I wish we they made it a little more conflicted for us where we see this guy maybe he's a nice guy so we feel a little more conflicted because she kind of accepts that really easily. They end it with a uh, spoiler alert. It's gonna be complicated, right? So I wish we I wish we got that complicated like feeling before it came to that point. Like we saw him, we got a little close to him, maybe didn't really think he was a bad guy, stuff like that. But again, it's already two hours long, so I don't know how much you could add into it without making it a three hour film at this point but just some small things i changed
0: all right so if you've listened to the podcast before you know that this is the part of the pod where we give our scores we rate uh movies on a scale of one to five would you mind paying a lead fee to keep this movie so a score of one is you turn it on you're five minutes in and there's a very aggressive rape scene and you're like no i'm done can't watch this can't deal with this you bring it back to the video store so you don't have to pay a lead fee all the way up to a score of five which is you're, you're going to watch it, watch it again, watch it a few more times, to try to figure out this relationship and why they're trying to be together or you know a million other plot lines in the story. Maybe even just buy it from the rental store so you don't have to uh, pay elite fees. So this is Joe's pick. So I'm going to go first. Again, score of one is low, score of five is high. So a couple of things. After seeing this, I get why so many people are hard on the remake. This is definitely the better movie. Um, and I have to be honest and say that because I saw the remake first, it did rob me of some of the shocking moments that you got the first time you watched it, Joe. So like a lot of the love that I have, not loves a very strong word. A lot of the things that I liked about the remake were similar, were things that you got from this, like at the end of the movie. We you find out what's going on. I got that in, in the remake. So oh, that's the same?
1: The way it ends, is the in the remake?
0: This does it better. Okay. And I'll, I'll talk, I'll, I'll explain that after a second. So, okay. so all that said, I think this is a very, very good movie that is at the same time a little bit overrated. Like I, I love revenge stories. I'm all about locking that piece of trash up in a homemade prison. Do your thing. But I, I, like I said, I don't think the relationship between benjamin and irene ever like found its footing for me and they kind of spent a lot of the movie talking about it so that's a little bit of a problem but it's still a very good movie four out of five for me um the thing that i think that this did better I'll, i'll give both so i think one thing that i liked more about the remake is that since it's a woman looking for her daughter's killer and they don't have that whole like relationship thing they don't have that whole like so that that's better but this one what this one did better is spoiler alert you know what no i'm not going to tell you there's a little difference in the ending that this one does better that's what i'll say but the ending's pretty much the same okay so joe you're i think i know you're gonna give this but
1: yeah this is one of my favorite movies i know it's like a really weird movie that picks a favorite but i don't know what it is like when I was going to school for screenwriting, this is the movie that always comes in the back of my head when it comes to storytelling. So I'm really close to this movie, especially when it comes to following beats and like characters and subtle themes. And so Eric already knows what I'm going to give this, I give it a five. I think it's top tier storytelling. Some things I wish we got more of, but it's already a little over two hours long. So I, it'd be even harder to convince people to watch it at that point. But there's no force twists. I thought there's no forest scenes or connections. Like it's, it's pretty much like a puzzle where I think kind of falls in place story-wise. It's a movie for people who want to get invested in characters and plot. And I thought the actors are all excellent. Directing is incredible, especially during the football scene, like I said. Um, and when it comes to screenwriting, this was one that I use a lot when I, for like, uh, um, like a thing to follow along with because it's, the act breaks and everything just is so perfect. It's like it's it's, it's almost like a work of art when it comes to where everything's broken up into exact time frames. So for the writer side of things, I think it's I think it's nope, movie's perfect, but I think script wise, it's, it's a damn good looking script, and I just love everything about this movie. So. so
0: one thing that we didn't really talk about a lot is all right. So Esposito was a detective, and now when the, when you're seeing the scenes in the in the future or in the present or whatever you want to say, he's he's rewriting this as a novel. And one question that I had is there are some moments where you kind of think that you don't know if he's telling the truth. Like you don't know really what happened. Like when this would be he a tells
1: Mavlo's death for the most part, right? <laughs> is that gonna say
0: well I was gonna talk about the scene where when he leaves on the train platform, like he leaves town and like he, there's like a, there was like a discrepancy between how he told it with her chasing him away on the train. And then they talk about it later. And I was like, like, yeah, actually what's playing right behind you right now, John? You're, yeah. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't seem to remember it that way or something. So I was like, is that really what happened? Or so then that makes you wonder, which is cool. It's another layer to the movie, but it yeah. it makes you wonder like what the truth is
1: right and i and i love that too like 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 you said like pablo's death sequence he's like he sees the picture frame is knocked down but he's like i don't know that's what he did i might just be i might just be making that up but he's like he's like i'm not i can't explain because he's writing this novel from memories from right. what like he's like 30 years ago for the most part right. some of it so it's like it's i like the ambiguous like how it's ambiguous in some scenes um but man talk about the ending of this one <laughs> when he he finds out that he's in the homemade prison and gomez whispers to ben please have at least talk to me I'm like god yes. damn dude like what a powerful powerful line that is
0: yeah yeah no that 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 was good and like I said I i I gave this movie a four a four to five I think it's really good I think the only like the best way to say how I feel about this movie is like every once in a while a professional athlete will get inducted into the hall of fame and you're like is that guy really a hall of famer? Like, don't get me wrong. He's, he's a, he's an all-star. He's a, you know, he's an unbelievable player, but is he a hall of famer? And that's kind of how I feel about this movie with it being on like the, the IMDb top, whatever, and all these movies. I'm like, don't get me wrong. It's a great movie, but I just don't know if it's deserving of that high appraise. praise. That's all. That's all I'm saying.
1: And that's really a sample, example. Yeah.
0: So anyway, follow us on Instagram worth a late fee worth a late fee suggestions are always welcome we'll be back next week this one was joe's pick so i'm up next and um this is this kind of ties on what joe said about this one um it's a movie that i've been wanting to talk about and but it's in a time of we weren't doing movies in the 2000s for a while so we're going to be talking about one of those memorable theater experiences of my teenage years and it's the actor that i've talked about more than probably any other on the podcast we haven't done many if any of his films but i've talked about him the most denzel washington we're going to be talking about training day
1: oh yeah i've been waiting a long time very cool
0: yes so I'm, I'm i'm pumped so um like i said follow us on instagram worth a leafy feel free to send us any suggestions but other than that thank you guys very much for listening we'll be back next week
1: yep as always thank you